have a live studio audience today. Thanks, guys. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a little recap pod. Recap pod. Recap pod. Nebraska and Maryland. Bo Robert Rood is here. And uh, we're finally going to recap a win. This just is what does this feel like? It's been two months of waiting and talking about losing and, it, it, and why we lose and we, how we lose and and and, all, and and how it makes us feel inside and how it makes everyone feel. What our therapists are talking about? I mean, what honestly, uh, what pills we're taking? No, yeah, seriously though, it, it is uh, as I get like way ahead of myself. Like Thanksgiving this week is going to be because okay, everybody listening to this, what's the number one topic of conversation at everybody's Thanksgiving? Oscar football. It, it, I mean, right? Yep. Like, usually that is the number one thing discussed. And at least now, like, you're going to have a relatively enjoyable conversation. You got to win on Thanksgiving. So for Thanksgiving, we have a win. The next day is what we're going to, you know, hope, right. for, hope for one to follow. But at least it's going to be a positive Thanksgiving. You know, it's weird. So you and I were doing a little powwow before we got – it's like with a with a win and the way that game played out, there's not as, like, many pertinent, uh, specific plays to necessarily break down. But there's a lot in that game. Well, there's a ton of, a a ton ton. of you know, big plays that happen, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of stops, a lot of sacks. But I think, uh, you know – Historically, Husker fans, they pine over the losses and the the bad plays yeah. or the things that those things scar us a little bit more. And I think we put more focus on that. So I don't know that we always dive into the when everything goes well, it's more of a feeling like it went well. We don't worry about the details. It's all good. But when it goes bad, we want to know about the details. couple of things. Uh Couple of things. I had a bunch of people tweeting at me, so I might as well do it. It pro- it felt good to hear Greg Sharp probably say, "And it's a touchdown! It's a touchdown, Nebraska! <laughs> Nebraska's gonna win a football game." He had about ten of those. Oh, him and I was driving to do the radio show last night, and him and Matt, him and Matt Davis, they were like joking around. It was like in contrasting how I mean, usually Davison's like, "I have no idea what DiCaprio Boodle saw in that," and just dying. And they were like messing around and out, like talking about. Is going to get some crab cakes here, Matt? I heard they got some crab cakes in concession stands, and the brass is going to win a football game. And back to the crab cakes. And back to the crab cakes. So it's good to hear that. The thing that I wrote down, did you hear about what happened to the ultimate warrior? Uh, did he get sick? He got diagnosed with influenza B. So I'm no doctor, but the difference between the... <laughs> Getting the flu and get influenza B is what? I have no idea, but there's something like about, is this like hepatitis C or hepatitis B? I, I don't know the various <laughs> degrees of, of of terminology. I don't there's, know. There's something hilarious about the the thought of Garrett Nelson being sick. Like I feel like they had to like put him in a cage. Oh, and you, he just was. You got to cage the animal. You have you to can. cage that guy up. Maybe put one of those lampshades over his head for no <laughs> real reason. Just be like. He gets fussy when he's sick. Put the lampshade on his head. Okay. I feel like I feel like they had to kennel. They're like, Garrett, kennel up. Kennel up, Garrett. You got influenza me. And he's just like, ah! Kill it. No, Garrett. No, Garrett. Kennel up. It's a you virus. It. it goes inside your cells, Garrett. You can't fight it there. So wait a minute. I got to hurt myself. Let me try to hurt No, Garrett. Cells. No. You got to take these you got to take these vitamins so that it can fight it. You can't fight yourself. You want me to tackle the vitamins? I will tackle those vitamins for you now. But that but something about the thought of him having influenza be the yeah. how how crappy did he have to feel to finally like go to someone and say I 
am sick. Oh, that's a. I'll tell you because what. Because that though. guy, I just that guy's a tough son of a. Guy. It is, but you know when you really get the flu bad, I, and I I never get sick. You I'm are, almost. You are. I feel comfortable saying this. Nobody has a better immune system than you. I, I pride myself on being the guy. Like, I never get sick. Why do you never get? You never get like I've never seen you with a runny nose. Like, I think it's because I get sleep. I'm asleep. But come on. I mean, that can't I, be. I love you sleep do. more than just about anything, which I think is the number one. <laughs> so I don't get sick often. But last year, so last year on Frost's first game, the Lightning, I got s- sick bad that game. Really? I don't know that you knew this. No. I got sick the day before, uh, and I was like, oh, and I, I tried to go to the game. <laughs> And if it wouldn't have, if it wouldn't have like lightning stormed, you would have had to and go the, home. I made it for the kickoff. I didn't have one more play in me. I'm telling you, I was. I saw the kickoff because like I got to see my brother's first game. I got to be really? here for it. I saw the kickoff and I was like, that's it. I had to hightail it out. Really? And I ended up having to go to the emergency room. I was so. What? How do you not tell me this stuff? No, I was We're fine. supposed to be BFFs. Well, I I don't know. No, it was a weekend. I got sick and I just I was sick for like. Four or five days, where like I a st- like, were you on the JD Spielman Diedrich Mills? Oh yeah, bug yeah, coming out both ends as Frost. Was yeah, there? like exa- exactly. That was that for a couple of days, and then it was just like you couldn't eat your stump. My stomach was bad, so I got like food poisoning or the flu. Oh, but no. I mean, it was one of those where if you said you got to play a football game day, it was one of those you you like, couldn't do it. Yeah, I used to think, oh, if you're a little sick, you can do something like that. Was the type of sick where I was like. You can't even barely move. I had move. no idea that that was the case. First time, probably t- ten years, I got Did sick. Did they diagnose you with the Nebraska blues? <laughs> I, I think so. It's like you really wanted that kickoff. Didn't you? My medical opinion: you tested positive for the Nebraska blues. <laughs> the only, the only remedy is for Frost to win some football game. But that, I had game. no idea that was the case. Yeah, I had no, it was last year. Well, it sounds like I mean, Spielman had to get an IV at the hotel. Mills, so those guys had a stomach bug. We got to think about I mean, this, right? So. It's like, you know, sometimes in schools it goes around. This is this is a oh yeah. This is a situation where you have 100 guys if if a couple of them are sick, they're going places and they're not just touching each other, they're like getting sweaty, <laughs> shoving their hands in each other's faces and like, you know, they're 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 living like truly like living it's on a top of each other. Dish. Oh. Of yeah, that's how everybody doesn't get sick is amazing. I I know. I I've because even now, I, I've got to the point where it's just like if if I hear someone sick, I'm just like, I mean, I'm like borderline quarantine that person. But yeah. think about it. Because same thing with basketball. It's like if one person gets sick, you know, it's like touch the ball. Everybody touches the ball, and you're passing it. Like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. You that's touch. Everyone's the ball. touching the ball. And so how 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 that doesn't run its way through an entire basketball? Well, and team then, and then too. especially in basket, so like quarterbacks and and basketball players, they lick their hands and basketball players lick their hands and then they yeah. wipe their shoes. Right. They wipe their shoes and they lick their fingers. It's disgusting. How you don't get sick all the time? I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. I don't know how. So cuz my guess is did those guys just have like a like a food poisoning thing? I just think it's that it's that bug that goes around this time of year. Oh, From God. now through the holidays like one in one in five people get sick. They're like, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you had to go to the emergency room. That makes me, I mean, like the that day was not, I see you. That was I've not my call. You. That was my wife basically badgering me into going, thinking that I was dead and I was refusing. Right. And just to 
her and her grandmother basically were like, you're going, you're going no to the choice. ER. And I was like, I'd rather go than to be in this <laughs> yeah. conversation anymore. Did you, did you almost p- jump a pooch your pants? Did you almost poo-poo your pants? It was more, uh, more it was throwing more, it up. It was more Keith throw. Kachuk, Earl Boykin. Keith Kachuk, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley was. Bobby Hurley ended it up a little building. bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it, I get the sense that Spielman was like, and Mill, both those guys were like, it was they weren't sure if they were going to be able to play. Oh, yeah. I, that's impressive to play at all, but I think yeah, Noah, kind of why Noah was Was he sick. sick? Yeah, that's what they said. I mean, yeah, because he didn't make the trip. He was like banged up, and I think then he got sick, and they're like, double time, you're you're out. <laughs> well, because, okay, so you know, that's, everything we're saying is what you have to set up with like the situation heading into the game. I mean, okay, so... No Wandale. And I, I thought Wandale was going to play. So, so I, I, mean, I was I was like, oh, this is going to be a rough, tough game here. Four and Nebraska's four and six. They're going on the road. Who knows where the teams at? Even if let's say Wandale and they were totally full strength, who knows where this group's at mentally? You know? You don't know if these guys are like, uh, I mean, just get me. This season needs to be done. I have no interest in continuing to, to battle at all. Four and six on the road. Like you said, no Wandale Robinson, no no Kenawai Noah, no Barrett Pickering, who was in concussion protocol. Which like Pickering! <laughs> Why did you let them hit your head, Pickering? Oh wait, that's the other guy. <laughs> Pickering's not our uh, not not our Air Force guy, is he? Lieutenant yeah, Lieutenant Kicker. Uh, Lieutenant Kicker, where is he at? He, Kicker! He got he What's got, your name? He, yes, sir, yes, sir! But how Barrett Pickering's had I mean People, he's had, he's like, yeah, he's, in a couple of years, he's going to be like, yeah, I had a really rough football year, man. Missed first couple of games, had a soft tissue thing, was in concussion protocol. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, yeah, what, what position did you play? He's like, kicker. <laughs> kicker. Ow! I kicked. When did he, I mean, how is this happening? But no Barrett Pickering. They found a cat at Lincoln Lutheran. They were like, you, Johnny, get on the bus. You're going to Maryland. You're kicking. And homeboy got his Vinatieri game right. Matt Waldock, I think is his name. Yeah, good for him. How I about mean. that? But, okay, so no Noah, no Wandale, no Barrett Pickering. Um, and I don't know where you – try to go back to, like, what was, what was your expectation heading into the game? Like, did you think Nebraska I, was going to win the game? Uh, I Nebraska thought we were going to win, but I thought it was going to be – I was really hoping that we we're going to have like a, a blowout. I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think it. We. I thought it was going to be a game. They haven't done that in even when they've played. And Maryland started out the year scoring a lot of points. They beat and, Syracuse and hung seventy nine on on Howard. Yeah, I was just like, so I didn't know what to think. So to say, I was expecting this. I was not expecting no, this. So no. definitely not. And um, yeah, I thought we were going to be in a game, and I I wasn't comfortable until we we're up thirty. In that set, like it, something would happen at like twenty four nothing. Like that's it, we're gonna lose. It's over. It's done. I, I was watching with my wife, and I was like, "Honey, this is we're not out of the woods yet here. Like, <laughs> let's let's just." And we we're up like twenty something. Like, I know, but that's how you like. It's we've been we've scarred. been scarred a little bit this year. Totally scarred. And so, I mean, I'm trying to think. Open your Lacroix. You open it. Live right, on, on listen the, to this. Oh, isn't that a good? That was I was like. Fantastic, right it's there. It's a cold brew. That's all I can tell oh, you. I'm not going to tell you what all it right. is. Just a couple guys drinking LaCroix, talking football here. You know, typical gas stuff. But you got all these weird ones now. That's though. my wife. I mean, I, you know. What I, is this? This is that's, called uh, apple cranberry. I got cherry lime. She's my cherry lime. 
Cool drink of water and it tastes so fine. Tastes so good. Make me feel real nice. Sweet okay. cherry lime. Time out. That falls right in line with the music you hate the most in the world. Am I right? Because you always would tell me your least favorite song was Moni Moni. Moni right? Moni. I can't stand that song. What is it about? You know what other song I hate? I think I'm coming because I hate. I hate Love Shack. Love Shack? Love Shack? Baby Love Shack. Okay, but if, is Love Shack good if you've never heard it one million times? <laughs> or is it the one million times factor? It's been every Because I'm at that point with Usher, yeah. Like, that song at one point was the hottest thing in the world. And I'm like, if I hear, peace up, eight town, boom, 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 yeah, boom. It doesn't I'm do gonna it I'm going to lose you. my mind. I, so I, I don't know what the number is. There's a number. Yeah, where it's that like, when you hear the song past that number, <laughs> it almost becomes like a commercial you've watched too many times. Sorry, You're like, I oh, I don't do want to hear. I can't do it. Because music should, like, you hear it and it should force you to be like, wow. But, but what's weird about that is there are certain songs that I feel like I've probably heard as many times as Usher Yeah or Love Shack that I'm not necessarily sick of. I mean, I've heard Juvenile back that ass up a million times. And to this day, Cash Money Records taking over the 992,000. Your boy's out there. Your boy's out there! Your boy, you know that's true. You know me. You have, you have been with me I've backing that ass up. I've seen you back it up and... Uh... I'd like to apologize to everyone out there at, on, uh, for what Nick's about to do here. Uh, no, that's, that's uh, so yeah. No, I, don't know. I, I do know what you mean. There, there are songs that are less annoying, and you, I don't know, but I do think there's a number for every song. So you, I get the sense I, you kind of like Love Shack. No, I, I'm not a huge Love Shack fan, <laughs> but Love Shack isn't uh, Moni Moni. I'll give you that. Moni Moni is man. is gotten worse than Love Shack. Oh, it's bad. Love Shack though. Probably if I would have heard it ten times in my life, been like, "This is a good song." You know what's you know what song? Yeah, I guess initially I could see that. Love Shack's beaten me down. It's ground and pounded me to the point where I've I tapped think, yeah. out on it. But uh, but she's my cherry pie. That, that song's not bad. I'm not gonna lie to anybody here. But uh, how do we get on this? Oh, Lacroix. Yeah, but, singing my Lacroix song. But bad. But. But songs that have become bad. What, I'm trying to think of another one that we always would talk about. Oh, like you know that. what song I don't like that was hot for a while that I never like? I got a feeling. Oh, that yeah. That's going to be. I'm just. I can't. I've never liked that song. And it just got worse. I think people only liked it because they'd go, Mazel Tov. Yeah. That, I think you're right. I think that whole part was what people liked about it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of songs that just that stink. Are, that stink because you've heard them a thousand. I, you know, it's all it is. Like you, I can't stand songs you, I just have heard too much. You brought up a commercial. You just brought up like a commercial you've seen too many times. Or you know what commercial I don't understand that's on TV right now? The whole Jerome Bettis as a flag, like it's like a Geico commercial or something like that. Picking up Jerome Bettis to be on your flag football team. And like he's like really good. I'm like Jerome Bettis no, would be like be the bad. worst pickup for your flag football team because he's he's not gonna be able to run anymore. He can't run, but he but and they try to like he, he like stiff arms a guy in the face for like 20 yards and throws him down. I'm like well, this Which is illegal in flag football. I mean, what are we doing here? I don't. I I how did anyone in the focus group like they said we need call your people get any former NFL running back and the only person that came is like all we got is Jerome. Bettis I think they started like Jerome wants to do a commercial with us and some guy that had never played any sport in his life yes. is like well we'll. Do a flag football, flag but we'll football? put him on it because he was a good football player. Like, no, that and is... anybody that watches sports goes, 
No, it has to make sense with what what we're working with. Right. But like it, it to me it'd almost be like uh, it's more unfair than having Shaq on your Papa Shot team. It's like, well, actually you don't want, shoot. you actually don't want Shaq can't on shoot your it. Papa Shot team. Someone didn't think this through. It drives you nuts. Someone didn't think this through. All right, back to our regular scheduled program here talking about Nebraska winning 54 to 7 over Maryland. Uh So, you know, you set up you set up the game with all those things. I Maybe it's just because you're we've been taught to be cynical and you get beaten down. Like I don't know, gun to my head, do I think Nebraska's going to win that game? I probably didn't. That's what's crazy is they. I didn't. I if you would have, I had to say yes or no before the game. I probably said I don't think they're going to win, and they won fifty four to seven. How much more talented is Maryland than Indiana or Purdue? I mean, they're they're on par with those teams, and we lost to those teams. Yeah, and so I thought it was interesting that. Uh, According to Martinez, Frost had a, two messages to the team before the game. The first one was, and I can't think of how he phrased it, like get to someone's helmet, like basically celebrate with your teammates if they make a good play. And I think he specifically said, go pat them on the head. Don't yes. just say good job. Go, go the extra. Run to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know what? I, I like that. Like, I think I think that gets people thinking about something other than themselves. And when you're not thinking about yourself, you tend to, I don't know if it, you, like, I think i think it it gets you to focus on what's happening. Because if you get too wrapped up in yourself, that's probably yeah. not good. But I think it's good. I thought that was good. I know it seems simple. But, I mean, this is a this is a situation where, uh, think about this. Frost's message, message to the team before the game was, was what I just said. And then his second message was, don't be a wuss. <laughs> basically I don't care what the record what what our record is what their record is I don't care if it's going to be raining I don't care if it's not going to be raining I don't care don't be a wuss well, I think that shows you where our team's at like how far away they are that he's trying to teach them how to be teammates how to be you know how to be a how to compete no how to compete what. how to right. be positive like these are things that you don't right. hope you hope you don't have to do, but he's got to do. Right. I, I've I remember reading something about, I think it was Steve Nash, who, I think somebody tracked. He led the league in high giving fives. his teams high yeah. his, his teammates high fives, and that's that to them to me shows like that's what Steve Nash is thinking about all day long. Is I my job is to make this thing this chemistry happen, and how am I going to do it? I'm constantly staying engaged with my dudes right? right and that's and so that's a little thing but i think for a young team that needs to build a culture it's a good little message to sort of start putting into their brain well and i think it shows you that like more so than anything i think frost felt like the most important thing about this game is the mindset and the effort you know like yeah. more so than anything else as long as the guys are have an unselfish thought they're celebrating with the their, their teammates and their and their playing with effort, not being a wuss, like Frost can live with that. Yeah. What you can't, because like all those, all those things didn't happen at Minnesota. Like they, they played like wusses. They weren't, they, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't connected or anything like that. Uh, but so, so Nebraska goes out and does it 54 to seven. And it's just amazing. Nebraska, when, Nebraska has had a game like that in f what feels like forever, like against a conference opponent where they just, blow the doors off the yeah. team from start to finish. I mean, think about it. They put, they were putting their backups for the fourth quarter. 
They could have played in the whole second half. Yeah, they you, you if we wouldn't have been so bad all year, they probably would have. They probably would have gave Martinez a series and said, all right, everybody else, it's your time. But we, I don't think the coaches trusted it, the team until it was almost the fourth quarter where it's like, okay, now for sure they can't come back. It's unbelievable. And the, so with that game, the, the reality is, did it not kind of feel like Nebraska was long overdue for some good luck, some good bounces, some good fortune. And it's because it seems like every recap pod, you and I have been like, can you believe that play does this? All it has to happen is for that play not to happen or for them to do this. And for finally, it felt like it was like a two years worth of like getting no breaks, no bounces all, all, but all in one game. I almost was like, Gosh, that's our. That's our. Yeah, spread it out. Like, give us one of those every game against Wisconsin, and one of those against Indiana. Like, we got like six or seven of those against Maryland, and you know, Maryland got a a finite amount of football. Yeah, it's like there's almost (laughs) so much football luck, and I feel like we just got it all there. And I'm just like, okay, we didn't need all of it there because it was nuts. Think about it. So you have their first play of the game, Maryland's fumble hits. DiCaprio Boodle like in stride for him to to run and then Nebraska scores. You have the high kickoff. They muff it and like muff it forward. Yeah. Recovered. You have the one quarterback who did he I don't know. Breaks his hand. Breaks his hand and the ball just like just died. You had even the even on a possession early in the game where Maryland forced Nebraska to punt and they called the leaping. Like it was unbelievable. Or, Or the Spielman. The Martinez's t- touchdown that, pass that almost gets picked off not once but twice and ends in a touchdown pass. To that, that's the play. So, like, you go to that play, and then you rewind to the the play of, with Wandale versus Ohio State where it gets tipped. Instead of a touchdown, it falls into their lap. Game's over. This one, it gets double-tipped, bounces in the air, and Spielman cut. And it's just like you're like, game over in Nebraska. That's it. And I, it, it's one of those you just kind of go – why now? And, you know, it, it's sort of like you're happy you win, but it's also it's Maryland and you go, it almost is a little frustrating. Like, what, what's what been our sort know, of curse hard. on us that it, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. It, it, it's, it's I want to believe I really want to be like uh, super idealistic when it comes to these things and like think that like the football gods <laughs> reward uh, preparation and effort and execution yeah. and all those things. I want to I want to I want to live in a sports world where it's it's not as random as we want to make it seem. I think that's I think that's re- that's true though, right? But I think there's just there's a little bit to it, right? Yeah, there there is I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, there is a little bit of randomness that is just plain yeah. freaking luck. Yeah. Just plain luck. But you're right. Like that was the play. Spielman's the the double the the tip tip touchdown that made it twenty four to nothing. That's when you were like, mm-hmm. okay, this is. It's when you knew, like, okay, this is Nebraska's day. Like they had already had a whole bunch of good thing, good breaks, and that was the ultimate one for sure. And so, and then the other thing that happened was, so all year it felt like Nebraska never caught any breaks, got any good bounces or anything like that. And the other thing was Nebraska was never playing complimentary football, meaning like when the special teams played well, the defense played bad. And when the defense played well, the offense played bad. And when the offense played well, special teams was bad. Like it seemed like they all they they never had a game where all three phases put it together at the same time. And finally, you had a game where all three phases 
you'd give like an A to every single phase. And so it's like finally caught some breaks and then finally had a game in which all three phases actually played well at the same time. They did. And I, it, it's, it almost feels weird. It's been so long. I, I, it, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words with how to take that game because I've become accustomed to I know bad it, things happening. It, it was, I know it was interesting, and I, I I meant to ask John Bishop today when I was because we're taping this on a Sunday night, and I had I did a Creighton TV game, so I saw John calling the game that he did bigger at overreaction, and I got the sense when they started their show because I was listening to it as I was driving in to do my radio show and, that they didn't have any calls. Bo, I've done that show usually on Big Word Overreaction. It is full phone lines for three hours. They didn't have any calls initially, <laughs> which I think speaks to what you're saying where everyone's like, how do I? I didn't have one text message on my phone. No, neither did I. I, bet it, I was a little shocked. I looked at my phone, usually post-Husker game. Win or lose, there's you text. Got a Losing, there's right. more text. Yeah. That's why I never look at my phone until it's over. And losing, there's a lot more. And I looked at my phone, there was no text. And I thought, it's odd, but when we win and it goes really well, it's just one of those, it is like people are just like, oh, what a relief. Don't worry about the details. There's They don't think about it. It's almost like it's a, it's a relief, but there's less to think about right. almost. It, They're it, happy. They're definitely happy. Well, yeah, it's not to say people weren't happy. I think everyone was out of their mind happy. But there was but, almost nothing to talk about with it. Because, I mean... It, I don't know how many younger listeners we have on this pod, but like, I I just don't think people understand like that game. That was every game in the nineties, basically. Yeah. Like that game was every single game in 1993, 94, 95, 96, 97. Like it was every game. And I don't, I was too young to really dive into it. Like we do now. Right. We were, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, we're watching Snick and Stimpy. Exactly. I mean, but, when you're always killing people, is there is there less to talk about? I've always I've had conversations with Kugler about this, like what doing sports talk radio or covering the team would have been like in 1995. Yeah, like do you think do you think Clemson like if we're say you and I are doing the exact same thing we're doing with this podcast, but we're Clint we're covering Clemson every week's like okay yeah you know uh, Trevor Lawrence was uh, threw three touchdowns and defense was. You know, kick their ass again, and I mean, do you think it's? I think I, just I because Lawrence, Lawrence started, had, started he had an up little, and down. Yeah. That was probably good for sports talk there, yeah, but like, but I, sometimes I wonder if it's like, or if you've been in Bama for the past ten years. I think they're still here. Here's what I'll say: when you are the best of the best, yeah, that's a. Bad, I think right. that people get more obsessed with it. Maybe there's less great talking points, but there's still there's, there's still a lot to to at least to be excited about. I right. Think. Right. I think you're excited with like less big deals to sort of dive into. Yes. And so, so the big thing is, I think we're getting to, and this is kind of what I want to get into the game. What, what does it mean? What, what did that game mean? Like what, what are we supposed to do with that game? We all know what the previous 10 games have looked like. We all know their record. We all know that this season hasn't gone like anyone hoped or expected it to go. Okay. So they finally go to Maryland and, Put it together and blow the doors off them and win fifty-four to seven. What does it? What does it mean? Hmm. I would say the first thing I wrote down was we said a couple weeks ago 
with this three game with these three games left, we're going to find out a lot about how much fight these guys have, how much pride they have, all those things. I think the first thing I wrote down was like this. What did that game mean? It means people are still fighting and people still care. Because it's easy to go, oh, it's Maryland, man. Come on. Okay, yeah. well, like Nebraska could have easily gone there and 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 slept, walked through that thing and not cared and lost that game. And you'd have been killing them for it. So I think we got to give them credit for showing up and fighting. Yeah. But I, so the first thing I wrote down was like, it means they're, they're, they still care, they're still fighting. That would be the first thing I wrote down. Yep. Um, the other thing is that it, it it shows, once again, It does it not kind of feel like it and talk to me in a week might feel, feel totally different i show like does it kind of feel like they're kind of like they're kind of like getting it headed like it kind of feels like they're doing the late season trend in the right direction again i mean even though they lost to wisconsin they like, played better against they played wisconsin. better they played better their they, two best games of the season to me were these last two games yeah and no wandale yeah with no wandale ask you like th- I don't know what to make of that because no, that, I, I don't know when to go I, like Simmons, the ultimate Ewing theory. No, no, no. Is. that's not, it's not, it's ah! so far from that. It, it shows you everybody else has, has cleaned it up. I think they've really cleaned it up in a lot of areas. One day will only be a huge bonus to that right. because and we, we're going to go into, I think running back to something we should talk about yes. in a little bit. And we're going to go into, um, but yeah, big picture what you're talking about. How important is it to see that these guys are fighting? Because between Nebraska and Maryland, same record. And Maryland was way worse than us in terms of effort, execution, head in the game, fight. Maryland had none of that. They had zero. Would it have surprised you? It wouldn't have surprised me if how that game went for Maryland. There was a scenario in my head that that could have happened for Nebraska. Because they had the op. Both teams had the option. We chose to fight. They chose to quit. And let's see you next year. That's yes. that's so, what they so did. So that's good. Yes, that's very good, Nick. So the, when you're talking, are, are we steering this? My my answer is it looks like we are. But here's the thing: is Wisconsin and I were the two type of teams that we have really struggled to find a way to win. So sure. this, but this this Maryland game is starting to turn that wheel, and it's giving us a chance. To re- like if we can beat Iowa, Nick. Oh man, it I- is a full fledged. Holy, holy smokes! We've turned things around going in the off season, which they need so bad for multiple reasons. And I would say the number one is recruiting. So not it's not just the, it's not just the hey, we got to you know get these guys experience and confidence. I think the confidence is big. It's going to be a big part of it. But sort of momentum in recruiting, that, I, I'm telling you, that's what it, I. It's pretty fragile right now. I wrote down it keeps it keeps saving this season alive mm-hmm. and saving momentum alive. Because we, we said also with three games left, there was a scenario in which this season got saved. Win two of your last three games, meaning you beat one of Wisconsin or Iowa, go to a bowl game, win a bowl game. All of a sudden, then. In January, February, March, here comes the spring game. Everybody's kind of feeling decent about things. And so winning that game sets up what is a fun, big, enormous, just embrace it, don't try to fight it. This is this is a huge football game on Friday in Lincoln. A huge game. And it's bigger for us than it is for Iowa. Totally. Iowa has had our number. 
I don't think they're going to come lay an egg. I think they're going to come ready to play. They don't lay like they don't. They're not like the one thing I'll give Ference is like his teams usually don't like no show. Exactly, they're not going to no show. They're going to come. They're going to have their us uh, schemed up, and they're going to be ready ready to beat us. Right. So if we're not absolutely on the screws, we're going to get beat. But here's what I can tell you is this is more important to us than it is to them right now. This is a bigger, it's a bigger game for us in the state of our program than they could lose this game. And it doesn't make a difference with anything that they have going on for the future. Their season is going to be the same for us. It's a drastic mental shift. All of a sudden the season becomes saved. We get all this momentum and recruiting, we get this confidence gets built with these younger guys. That you are finish gonna, the season strong. And you get, you the, get, bowl, practice, you get you, the bowl games, uh, the bowl game and all the practices in between. And like I said, and all that helps recruiting. So for us, it's so much more important than it is for Iowa. But like, are our guys going to be ready to, to take that next step? The right. next step is beating a good team, which they have not been able to do. And, you know, like this program just needs – a feel good moment. Like they need to, at some point this program needs to like feel good about itself. And you went on Friday and listen, I get the context of all this. Like if you teleported someone from 1995 and they were listening to us talk about winning a game to get to six and six and how amazing it is. But listen, it, it is what it is, you know, like it is yeah. what it is. But if you win on Friday and you're going to a bowl game, given what could have been in terms of, uh, how these final three games could have gone. It's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's, there's a reason to look in the mirror and, and feel decent about the, who's staring back at you. Exactly. I mean, I really don't care what's happened before. I mean, right now for us, this is huge. And I, I, if these guys don't feel that way, if they don't feel like this is huge right now, then there's a big problem because it is huge because the state of this program needs this it needs a win especially against i i mean against if, your against the, iowa the team the that's border gonna rival be that your is, rival yes. i think the next you know 20 you know 20 or 30 years here we gotta win we gotta win this game and you know this is that's how you flip momentum that's how you flip the trajectory is you gotta at least go out playing really good at at best win the game right and so I just think that the we were talking before just the the spectrum of what this Friday could have like what it is now and what it could have been and for the worse. I mean Nebraska would have gone to Maryland and lost and now you're you're going to play an Iowa team on Black Friday where you are you can't go to a bowl and oh. who knows what the attendance would have looked like, what the morale would have been like and mm-hmm. then like let's say then Iowa comes in and just dusts you off. Now now you're a big time wounded duck walking into the offseason yeah and you so, got you got to sell recruits on we couldn't win our last six seven games you know like you, so oh so you're just so you've given yourself a chance to save the season yeah and so that's great and the other thing too i wrote down is uh two straight weeks of oh the offensive lines really blocked well for yeah. two straight games and if I had to pick a unit that has improved the most from game one to now, I'd probably say the offensive line. Like they, I get it. again with all you be like, oh, it's Maryland. Well, they ran, they they ran the ball down Wisconsin's throat too. 
the Wisconsin game was their turning point. They got they sharpened up. I, I was astounded how much they sharpened up that game. Like it's, they, it's crazy. I mean, because they rushed for three hundred and five yards yeah. yesterday. Like, I I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was something else I wrote I wrote down of like you know how, what what's a takeaway from this game? Yeah, was that um, okay? Anything else we're missing with what did that game mean? No, I think that's it. Okay, that's with, that's the big picture. Um, let's talk about Martinez because the other thing that we talked about heading into the, in, you know, what are we going to learn in these final three games? Hey, we're going to find out how tough they are, how much pride, all those things. The other thing I said is we're going to find out a lot about Martinez. And I guess you go for what do you think of Martinez again uh, the uh, Saturday? Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he played solid. Still, um, he's still you know when he's firing on all cylinders, I think he can be a spectacular player I don't know that we've seen that yet he's still you know little things like in the run game you know he just hasn't quite you know ran away from somebody right and you know the the one interception was just sort of like ooh, that's not a great not a great yeah, decision little- and not a great throw I mean it was a good decision it was just you got to underthrow. yeah an underthrow. like little plays like that I I don't I think he's just sort of that's part of his development and part of his growth is He's going to be making mistakes until he, I think, gets that supreme confidence back and 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 lets it rip. But I think really solid, definitely ran the ball with more authority. If you this game, but still, I just I'd love to see him finish runs a little bit more. He's still a little bit. He gets that first twenty yards, and I can feel him. He starts starts drifting. Right. Or that one time it, you see he should have scored, but he didn't have the ball in the right hand. And you can and he stiff arm, yeah. Little things like that. I, it's like those things can change a game. You got to get into the end zone there when you have the angle. And you can't have the ball in the wrong hand and get stripped. You know, like right. Little things like that are what's separating Martinez from being a Heisman candidate and you know losing games right now for us. It's it not very much. It's a bunch of little things that throw back the you know. Breaking away and, and and not getting ran down, having the ball on the right side, and you know going into contact, lowering your pads a little bit, like little things like that are gonna. That's what how where he's gonna make his jump because the big things I think he's doing for the most part, yeah, pretty I, good. Because I, I, I think you and I are in total agreement with. I, I thought he ran the ball well, and I think the past two games you've seen a different look to him running. He mm-hmm. looks like he's more. Uh, he's running a little tougher. He's running with more conviction than he did at the start of the year. Whatever that is attributed to, I don't necessarily know. But again, I thought throwing the ball, I thought he was just okay. I mean, he made yeah. a he made a couple of he, he had a he. I mean, the one touchdown pass that ended Spielman should have. I mean, that ball could have easily been picked. Yeah. He had another one in the end zone that could have easily been picked. He then did throw in it. So he had he threw a pick, but he could have thrown like. Three. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just he hasn't been quite as on the screws, but at the same time, man, like our receiver problem is. Oh, no real. question. That, that it's that's real, the, and that's why I wrote down. I think it's pretty clear, at least in the moment, what the key is to getting the best Adrian Martinez, and that's running the shit out of him. You got to run the ball. You got to commit to running him, getting involved in the run game. That is what. Is you're going to get the most out of him, the most out of your offense, the most out of uh, out of your quarterback if you're running him right now. I think I, that's pretty clear. I think our offense 
can't go if we don't run him and run the like our receiving core, bless them, but they they can't get open. Right. I mean, I just I just don't see anybody winning one on ones right now, and it just seems like it's so hard. You, we have to manufacture every everybody to get open. We can't just have somebody just you know torch someone and just then throw it to them. I, I wanted I, I wanted to look at this because and I wanted to throw this at you. So Mitch Sherman of the Athletic had a really interesting story on asking. He asked a bunch of national analysts what they're seeing with Mark with Martinez. He had, they, they talked to Brock Heward, Jerry DiNardo, Matt Millen, a bunch of different people. But I thought Spencer Tillman's answers were the were the most like, hmm. So Spencer Tillman, this is how what he's seeing. He said, "quote He needs to commit." to running Scott Frost's offense. He wants to be a stand-in-the-pocket quarterback and demonstrate he can make the cross-field throws, the big throws, the NFL requisite throws. And then he went on to say when the Fox in the story, when the Fox crew visited with Martinez prior to playing Northwestern, Tillman said he asked the quarterback about his desire to run with physicality. Martinez paused before answering, according to Tillman, the broadcaster said he read something from Martinez's body language. Tillman said, quote, his response gave me the impression he wants to attenuate how much and what types of runs he's engaged in. And I think that's a problem because I think Scott knows what works. I've sat down and talked to Scott a great deal about scheme. All you've got to do is look back at the success they've had at UCF. The quarterback is integral to what they're trying to do. They have to affect the numbers on the defensive side of the ball, so you you need a guy who's willing to be physical and who's going to be decisive, and I didn't see that from him early on, and not much has changed. He went on to say, they're in a crucial situation right now. I think a couple of weeks ago when Frost announced he was going after some junior college guys, that was indicative of just about how bad things were without him saying it because that's not the Cornhusker way. They've still got to weed out some people. They've got to get about eight or nine guys. They've got to get out there and get the culture right. And he went on to – I know I'm talking a lot here, but he went on to also say uh, about Martinez, quote, you have to be committed. That's the bottom line. That's the word I would use, being fully bought into what the coach is selling with kids these days, it's kind of like how a dog can sense when you're scared or you're not all in. But if you take control or you're an alpha, guys will follow you. That's called leadership. It's called influence. Nothing more, nothing less. It's the ability to influence people. That's what he's lacking. He's lacking that influence. Hmm. That's just one. I just thought it was that's, that's, an just, interesting, one guy's, that's that, just one guy's opinion. That's an interesting Point, and I, I don't disagree with the point, but does that actually uh, is that actually what Martinez right is is feeling? And I mean, I do agree that he hadn't been decisive the first half of the year, but a part of that was I I don't think they were running him as a coaching staff. I thought it was play. I, see, that's where I guess what I would say when I read those quotes. There are elements of that I agree with and that are interesting, and then there are elements of it that I don't necessarily agree with. There's almost an element in there of not being bought in or See, something, and that, I don't agree with that. Martinez, to, to me, seems like the guy that is bought in, is trying to do everything right, maybe overanalyzes rather than underanalyze. Like, he, he's one of those types to me. He seems very, you know, cerebral. Yes. Um, I, I think it's a combination of they wanted to protect him to start the year out, which we all agreed with. If you go listen to our first podcast, we said don't don't show a whole lot, don't beat him up, 
save him for Ohio. You know, that's how we that's how we saw the year. Um, in retrospect, we realized you need to run this quarterback in this offense. Right. You need to be decisive in your run game. That's what we've also found is we watched Federal and McCaffrey come in, and they're they, not even thinking about throwing. They are just zip going. going. And so Martinez has, I think, taken a steps in the last couple of weeks against Wisconsin and uh, this week against Maryland where he, he's pulling it and running it at the right times, and you've right. seen him gash these these defenses. Right. Right? So I think that – that's we've seen that, but I, I disagree with the comment that he's doesn't want to do that. Like he's making it almost sound like, oh, that's not that's not something he wants to do. I, yeah, I, I know. And that, I don't that, I don't agree with that. I, I think Martinez could definitely, you know, benefit from running a little bit more physical, lowering the pads a little bit more. Just just the style which he runs and being a little bit more decisive. Still, that's something he can definitely do. But I don't think he's choosing like. I'm too good. It's not like that. I agree that. So, so so I thought, I think he missed the mark a little bit on that. Like there's this idea that he's like not, I mean, if, because what's interesting is I, I would say, I'm not so sure there's a guy that is more bought into frost than Martinez. Yeah. So I disagree with that, but it just was, I mean, it's, it's interesting to get these, these public perceptions of, of what, I mean, because I'll finish with this with, with on this topic here, but Tillman remains the most skeptical because clearly of all the quotes, he rem- he was yeah. the most skeptical uh, when asked if he thought Martinez would improve from the experience of this season. Uh, he said, "quote I think it's past the inflection point though. There's an inflection point when a guy who came with advanced billing that he did becomes a disappointment. It's tough to reach and recapture that. There has to be another change in the way he sees things in order for us to get to the point uh, to begin a discussion to say he's lived up to the billing. He's behind the eight ball right now. And so, I mean... He's still young, though. That's the thing. He's a true sophomore. He's a it, true sophomore. That's That's... I don't know. I see. I don't know if I agree with that. That's that's see, putting a lot on. That's put so much on this like off season. Like the off season hype can make or break somebody after their freshman year. I feel like that's a that's a well, big target. That here, put here's on. there's there's an element of like that last quote that maybe would be true if Martinez had never shown any flashes of being great. Exactly. He was great last year. I don't he care what really anybody good. says. Like you can say whatever you want about this year. Adrian Martinez was really, 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 really good as a freshman. So to say that he's like, okay, if you want to talk about the billing of this season, okay, whatever. But I think, I mean, he got hurt. He missed some games. There's an element of what's going on around him that's real. So I thought like, again, there's elements of what Tillman's saying that I understand and I could kind of vibe with, but then there's elements that I just don't, I don't know if I totally agree with, but I think it's interesting because I think there's some people that kind of feel like that. Well, there's an undertone to that, to that, those comments that he's not, he's not a leader and he's not a team guy or something. That that's the part I almost take a little offense with because he's the one of the few guys that have shown take responsibility, be unselfish, do the right thing. Like he's shown he's, all the right traits. Um, hasn't played his best, which is you know that's too bad, but. It, Everything he's talking about is more like off the field mental stuff, and I feel like I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm I, I would I'll defend him until I hear otherwise that this guy isn't willing to do anything. I totally agree. I mean, just 
I, I've I think at the start of the year there was a I thought I thought there was a play calling thing of trying to not necessarily run him too much. Yep. Um, I thought it was clear that he he wasn't as uh, assertive in his running, but just, I don't know if that necessarily means you got to look more pa- past just that. Like, dude, you got to okay, you got to. You gotta you gotta stick your nose in a little bit more and and go. I don't think it has to be like a thing of like you're questioning his influence and his buy how his buy in and all those things. Yeah. Uh, but I but yesterday uh, on Saturday I thought I thought he ran I thought he's ran the ball the best he's ran it all year, and his throwing still uh, he made a couple of bad decisions. But again, I mean they they. J.D. Spielman had been sick all week, and I ended up playing well. No Wondell Robinson. I mean, they had to move Luke McCaffrey. I mean, Luke McCaffrey had to be a wide receiver yesterday. That's that's telling. That's really Luke telling. Luke McCaffrey had to move over to being a wide receiver, and so I, I think uh, I, I think it's just it's interesting. I, I thought I thought he uh, I thought he's ran the ball well the past two games. I thought he played. I thought he's he's played pretty good in both games. Uh, I haven't seen anything that makes me. Think, oh God, this guy's oh boy. You know these last couple of games at yeah. all. We're still we're still holding him up to the Adrian Martinez, the not just the guy who played last year, but the guy who played last year who we thought was going to be even better this year. So that's the standard we compare him to every week, and he hasn't lived up to that standard. Right. But there's a lot of quarterbacks, you know, a lot of teams around the country. Be like, yeah, we'll take him. Right. We'll take that performance out of him. You know, like 200 yards, 100 rushing, and a couple of days. You know, it's like. Yeah, we'll take him. I'd love to know how banged up he is, because I think that's that that's, knee's still in the brace. I mean, I mean because I, I've always said that I think one of the biggest disconnects between fans, media members, when they they assume everybody feels great out there. Yeah, why physically. is he not running faster? And so, well, I mean, and at the end of the day, is if you're out there, you're out there. You know, like, so, you, so there can't be like a, a, you get on the loudspeaker and be like, okay, I'm going to play, but I just want everybody to know that yeah. I, my leg really hurts. And so just keep that in mind. Like, I get that that's not how sports works, but I just, we've talked about this before. Like, I, I think sometimes people think everybody that takes the field is feeling great. And that is the furthest things from, from the truth. And yeah. so I wonder if, I just, I wonder how he's, how banged up he is. Have you ever seen a good running back wear a knee brace? never right because that means you your knee you're 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 not feeling like you stable there and you're not feeling explosive so he's wearing a knee brace right i mean that they'll tell you right now is like is he going to be super fast and explosive yeah how much are you? i don't know i just i'm saying the guy's wearing a knee brace like i couldn't i'd never play in a knee brace because i feel like it would be too it would just one it'd be just too confining but he has to wear it, right? Which is telling that the knee is not stable right. enough. So, uh, yeah, I, all in all, I, I think uh, again, I thought he ran the ball well. I, I thought he, he ran did the, run ball the ball well. well. Uh, bottom line, he quarterbacked a team that won fifty-four to seven on the road in a Big Ten game. Yep, you know, period. I think he'll be a. I can't wait to see what he plays like uh, this Friday. But I think uh, he, he's put together two games where you're starting to like. Although I didn't think he threw the ball great against Maryland. He's put together two games where I feel like the arrow is definitely certainly like it's it's pointing in the right direction at least right yeah, now for he, him as he, this season's winding down. He's he looks like he's he's sort of finding his finding his way. So I, I'm I'm not worried about him. Next year, you know, if we can get him some help, 
that's got to be he's got he's got to make a jump next year, which yeah, I, I mean think no, he'll be able to do absolutely. Um, Ramir Johnson, I lo- it's nothing better than getting into like I love watching a, a running back that you haven't yeah. watched before. What what are your give me your thoughts? Uh, I thought was I blown away with him? I wasn't blown away with him, but I think you could see the explosiveness. I think you could see that he's a capable guy. I didn't necessarily like, I didn't get, all I can compare it to is I knew after the first time I watched Rex Burkhead, Amir Abdullah, like the second I watched them run, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Did I feel that? I don't think I felt that, but I thought he was, I thought he looked like a guy that could absolutely help your football team. Hmm. So I don't know. It was funny. Did you? I mean, I, I guess I was a little taken back. I think it, what I what I saw from him was, you know, he. I think he's got pretty good speed, um, but to me, he looked like a guy that shouldn't have probably been out there yet. Like he's a guy that physically looked like, oh, you're still in high school. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he looked like a, a like a high that. school kid a little bit, which. Um, you know, he basically is a high school kid. He's probably 18 years old and I don't know if he's ever lifted a weight in his life. Right. Like he, he's, so what I noticed is like, he didn't break a tackle. Right. That, that was always a little telling to me. It was like when the a first guy, guy got him almost every, every time, no, every time, like yeah. he never broke a tackle and he wasn't really, when you're that small, you should be jitterbugging a little bit more. And I felt like, and, and this is, this is being a harsh critic right now because that guy shouldn't have had to play, but we have no depth. We have yeah. nobody else we could have played. Mills was sick, and he gave us a good quarter and a half, and they basically had to send him to the to the back and give and him an Wandale's IV. Wandale's out. Wandale's out. Marie, again, Maurice Mo, Washington's off the team. So this now. is where Mo Washington was supposed to have a big day, and but Mo Washington's not even on the team right now. Okay, so this guy shouldn't have to take 18 carries, I believe he had. 15. 18, you're right. 18, 18, 18 for 18 55. 55 yards. So I guess to be harsh, it was like – what I saw was a guy that's not ready to have Maybe to that. play this year. But he was forced to play because we needed him, and you got to give him credit for stepping up, taking 18 carries in a college game. Right. But like I, I was a little – to me, I saw like that guy needs to hit the weights really hard because he kept getting just like arm tackled, and the first guy got him every time. Because there were there – were, I will say this uh, – the the mark of a good running back is they always get what is there and then some always and to me if you would hit pause right as a play was what like he got the ball and the hole popped if you ran some analytics and be like you know out of 1000 simulations a running back gets 4.5 <laughs> yards on this situation you know what ramir johnson got every time 4.5 yards nothing more because because there were times that it seemed like there was a crease, there was a seam that if he hit it, he was it was like six. Yeah, and he and he just couldn't quite that. That's hit it. that was so that was I was watching the whole time because he got a lot of carries. I mean, when you get eighteen carries, yeah, you get a sample size. That's of not like, the, so. It's your first game's hard. Being young's hard. Right. But eighteen carries isn't like four. 
Like, oh, I got four carries. You can't judge. A guy gets four carries. You're kind of like. You uh, get 18 carries, though. That's a real game that I'm going to judge you as a running back. And that's a game. Like, you should be making somebody miss. Right. You should be breaking some tackles. And so I was just a little concerned that, like, that never really happened. And he got 18 carries against a bad Maryland team. I agree. And I was just kind of like, like, so, so I'm a little. Uh, I I left that game going. Ramir, like I think you need to go lift some weights, and I'll reevaluate. Now. I'm not going to write him off yet. No. It's too early to write him off because he shouldn't. I mean, I remember being 18. I couldn't even play as an 18. So like, I have no business, you sure. know, talking down to anybody. And I that guy has a bright future, I'm sure. But it just showed me like, oh, like, hey, guess what? This isn't high school. This is like in high school, like an arm tackle is not the same as an arm tackle. In the in the in the Big Ten in the Big Ten, so that was a definitely showed me like because, that guy needs to hit the weights. Because yeah, it's funny how you get some people's reaction on to on Twitter from Ramir Johnson, like where has he been all year? And I thought my reaction was more so like I understand why he hasn't necessarily yeah. been playing all year. Well, exactly. Like what what did he do that justified him being in there more than I mean White Missouri? Like yeah. he didn't do anything more than Missouri would have done. No. And Missouri probably knows the playbook better. So uh, that, that's where I guess I was a little bit taken back from that performance. And people were pretty you, fired up about it. And I was like, well, what did he do? I thought he was okay. I thought he should. Like, again, I think he looked like a guy that could eventually help your team. You he know? might be fast enough to help the team. But you got to be able to make people miss. And you got to be able to, like, break a tackle now and again. Like, right. When you're running the ball, that's, that's the name of the game. Do you feel like, uh, do you feel like Mills has really improved yeah. over the course of the year? Yeah, he's gotten more comfortable. He's right. gotten better. Which is good. So I think that's like our point is like you can like, Oh yeah who you are today. But Mills is twenty two. I mean well, I this guy's saying eighteen that, like, years old. Like he, physically he's just so far from being able to, to to from being in there right now that it's just that that's what I I was more not even trying to I'm not trying to even put Ramir down. I'm saying it's unfortunate that he had to be the guy to take 18 carries in a real game. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anybody else to play better than him. Because I'm going to tell you right now, like, I mean, I just, I don't know. The thought of him getting 10 to 15 carries against Iowa is is a scary thing to me. That's You, you don't want that. I mean, Mills and Wandale have to be back, and they both need All 20 touches. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> we need – what we're going to have to do is give, get – Wandale, 20 touches. Mills has got to have probably, you know, 10 to 20. And Martinez is going to have to run it 15 times. Right. right. That's that's the recipe for Iowa right now. Well, and a, a good – well, last thing on Ramir Johnson is – and granted, he the billing was much different. But what did – think of Wandale's first performance of getting a lot of carries at running back at Illinois. Oh, yeah. but that's And so- then – and then compare it to what you saw. The, those like, are different different creatures. I mean, Wandale is so, that, so I guess advanced. That's my point of like freshman, like, but physically, Wandale is physically at a different place. Like well, he could break tackles. He's got the jitter, but like I didn't see any of that out of Ramir. He, I think he's a guy that needs to develop, like really develop, like hardcore weights for three years, and then he can be your number two or three back. Right. But I don't see him ever being your number one guy. Yeah, that, I I would agree with Does that. That makes yeah, sense. I don't. I mean, I, yeah, I should have said like I. One of my takeaways was at least right now I don't see him as, as your, every down starting running back. 
Yeah, and I, I think to me, and, and I hope we're eating our own words in, in a year or two. I would love to eat my own words. But with running backs, I usually see it first time you have said. it or you don't. And it's a lot of positions. You like you can develop as a linebacker. You can develop as a defensive end, as a D-tackle, as an O-lineman. Uh, you can develop as a receiver. I think running backs have it or they don't for the most part. I, I think usually – I've I've said it all. Uh, I think the easiest position to see it right away is running back, and I think more often than not, a guy that you a guy that that looks the part right away usually there's a reason for that, and then there's a reason for the other way too. Well, and to me, like I see him as like he's a guy that can come in, and if he hits a crease, he could probably be really fast. Like so, for instance, you we see never the one got him to like yeah, he had a long stretch towards the Nebraska sideline. And you see the and one where he he ran like he had a chance to get the you know towards the end zone. Some guy came and just clobber yes. knocked him right? right. So to me, like good running backs never take big shots, and he took a couple just like get smashed on the sideline. Yeah, right at the goal like, line. He, he, like that to me is vision and like you should never let that guy tee off on you. So that to me tells me he's like, does this guy see it? Like does he see yeah. it and feel it? Because that's a feel. Like you shouldn't be running like push, like drilled. <laughs> like he got drilled and I'm like. He did. I was it's like, a one-on-one. On one. It was like one-on-one on one to the goal line and he ran straight up and down and got clobber knocked. Yeah. And I'm just like. What are you not seeing? Like stutter step, cut back, use that right. guy's you momentum against the, do like, anything but get clobber knocked. And so that to me was like he's either nervous and not seen it, and maybe he'll. But I don't know. Yeah, there's there's no doubt that the defense. We have six, a defense. We, we have a def- <laughs> yeah. six sacks. Yeah, like got home, got home in big moments. Um, I thought the other thing that was good. And you would know this because it, it feels like it, but like I think there's there's something about stuffing a team on fourth down and short that is just such a confidence and a morale booster. And what would you do if you made a goal line stand? Oh, I mean, it wow! Would well, be, give me the. It would be the YMCA. The <laughs> it would. He's be doing the YMCA. The YMCA. We thought he was going to throw the bones, but he's doing the YMCA, folks. But the the two fourth down stuffs were. Good to see. I guess what did you? What stood out to you with the defense? Well, they just got a shutout. Like I think they needed like little things. Like I, I was watching Mo Berry. Like they ran like a you know play action. Like where the the tight end comes across in the flat, and Mo was on it. Right. Little things were the other week we were missing those things. Right. Right. Against Indiana, we missed those every time. Like they were they were sharper on their their coverages and their they were just reacting faster. I felt like. Um, and that was good to see. Now, Maryland was bad. Let's be honest. Yeah. Maryland, they had times where they had guys open downfield and they were just drop passes. Sure. So part of it, when Maryland's bad and, and they were ba- quarterbacks in and out, they and- were on there. They ran, played four quarterbacks. Yeah. They, you know, they, they just made timely mistakes. And then we were playing good other than that. So timely mistakes with us playing good. They barely had 100 yards. I mean, they scored on a 50-yard touchdown at the end of the game, but they finished with, I think, 200, 200 206 yards. total yards. And and 50 of that was mop-up duty. Maybe 70 of that was mop-up duty. And they scored – their touchdown was on a 58-yard run with with three minutes left in the game. Yeah. So just over 120 maybe. So I guess yards. what I, I mean, still, at the end of the day, yeah, is Maryland bad? Yeah, but they're still like a Big Ten football team that you held to pretty much 150 yards and zero points. 
I mean, that was their best performance of the year. Um, I think it just, there's not a lot to talk about because it was just, like I said, Maryland's bad. We played really good start to finish. So it was like, there's not, there wasn't huge takeaways that it's, I think people are still like, let's hold off on the praise sure. until we see Iowa. And I think that's fair. Yeah. We've played bad enough for enough games. Let's, uh, let's hold off on anointing, anointing anybody, anything. anything until. It was a good step sure. in the right direction, but Iowa is the test. Right. Let's not get it confused. That wasn't the test. This is the test. What do you think of the high kickoffs? That's telling me we don't love our coverage unit right now. We don't love our kicker. Or the kicker. I think kicker number one, coverage unit. But is that like a viable thing? Like, do you think they'll do that against Iowa? Against good returners? Uh, Some, yeah. I mean, because... If you've got wind, I mean, you'll kick it out. I think if you're in the wind, yeah, you do something like that. Because it's... uh, yeah, that was just kicking it normal with this group has been not good. Yeah, and so I don't know. I'll be I just I'll be interested to see. I'll I'll be interested in what they do on kickoffs, and then if Pickering is healthy and out of concussion protocol. I mean, Waldock was for three was three for three and made all of it. Like, who do you? I wonder. I wonder who. I just wonder. I don't know. You know, first field goal opportunity because I think this is a game where uh, Iowa's really good. The, the thing that scares me about this game is Iowa's red zone defense is really good. And Nebraska's red zone offense has been not very good at all. So oftentimes I could see it being a game where first of all, you're going to need touchdowns if you get down there. Yeah. But the reality is you're going to need points. And I just want, I wonder what they'll do at kicker. I assume it will be pickering. Like if pickering's healthy, I assume it will be pickering. Our, our kicking situation this year is one for the ages. This it really been, is. This has been just a disaster. I I don't even know. I mean, it, it's been bad, but I mean, whoever's not, you know, concussed, let's play. I guess I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Kickers. I don't know. Oh man, I, I uh, it is just so exciting that all things considered, with how this season has unfolded in a in a frustrating bad way that there still is some semblance of, of kind of salvaging it. Well, it also, I think shows you how much we all love this program. This team is like, we're four and or we're five and six and we're still enthralled by this every week. I think I'm, I've been more into this season than I have since I was maybe as much as I can remember. I swear to you, I, I, I rewatch every game. I'm so into it. I, I think the fact we have the coaches we want, um, I'm invested as, now as much as I've ever been. I can't Maybe wait. more. It'll be interesting because I was of the school of thought, and we'll get more into this. I think we're going to do a pod midweek to get ready for the Iowa game, so we'll save some of the stuff for the next pod. But I was of the school of thought that I know that game ended close last year, at Iowa, but I thought Iowa dominated Nebraska. That they game. did, they did, and and if they wouldn't, have, I think they tried a fake field goal down by the goal line that opened the door for Nebraska back in the game. I thought they moved Nebraska, so I just I think I think that'll I think this is going to be a really interesting kind of benchmark of where they are year to date, where they are within even the year, which within the season. Mm-hmm. 
and standing up physically because this is uh this is going to be a different beast on on Friday. I'm excited. That it's going to be a I mean I think this is going to be a fist fight. I mean, it's got to be. That's the only way this game can go. I mean, I think I, I just the way they played against Maryland tells me that they're still fighting. Like they're still in it. They still care. They still and now and and that was still fighting and still caring just to put yourself in position mm-hmm. for a real quote-unquote reward and, and now you know you got one week there's this is the week where you say guys this is it there's you're selling out right you are selling out to win this game because there is no to, this is the last one you can really say there's no tomorrow some of you guys are never playing football again this is it this is I, your last game you, you know could what ever play. i'd say i go up to every one of these seniors i, I would say sorry guys all but maybe one of you are never playing football again i mean it like you really you think you're going pro you ain't making it, guys. Like most of you are not going to make it. Maybe one or two of you are going to make it, but majority of you are never playing again. Like you better get everybody here to sell out because it is. This is it, or it's fucking over. Sorry now, about that. Effort. Yeah, no, I like it. I love it. <laughs> but you're so right. In the cruel thing about sports is the vast majority of people lose the last game they ever play. Oh, that'd be a bad feeling. And. That's how I mean I like I always think back to like my la- the last real game I ever played in was the biggest ass kicking I ever got in my whole oh. life. My whole life. Who was that to? Florida. They, that was in the tournament. In the NIT. They had they had uh, back to back they had Chandler Parsons, Parsons and Maurice Spates it. and Nick Calathis and they God, they had yeah. just won two straight national titles. Yep. And we played we played at Florida in the NIT and they pounded us. I mean, oh, I'm talking man. pounded us. And you you hope, and I'm sure because a lot of those guys, Barrett and Frost and all those guys, like they understand they they were players, they get like understand these guys, like this could be it. This could be it. So So this is similar, uh, very similar. My my senior season, two thousand seven, we start out the year decent, got beat by UC USC, similar to Ohio, Ohio State. State. It was game day. Came back, won a couple games. Then we went on a big losing streak. Coaches were – this was oh, where yeah. Cal was going to get fired. We were uh, we were five and five going – no, we were four and five going into the second to last game, which was Kansas State. We just got beat by Kansas 70, 70. to 10 or something. Right. 70 to something. No, 70 to 30 maybe. And people were like, okay, Callahan's fired. It was done. Right. The next week we came out and beat Kansas State 70 to 10. Crushed. Crushed Kansas State. Yeah. And so our final game of the year was against Colorado at Colorado. My final game was a Husker, and we laid an egg. And I'm telling you, it, it's a bad feeling. It's so a horrible feeling. We missed the, we didn't get to go to a bowl game. I mean, it was just like, it was the worst feeling. So as a senior, these guys need, they need to win this game because you know what? That next month in that bowl game, like you'll never enjoy it more than when you're a senior. The, totally agree, and I and I think guys like, I mean guys like Mo Berry, who it, yeah, it hasn't gone great for him on the but like you can you can still uh, 
feel good about things. You know what I mean? Fin- like finish this thing strong and leave like leave this program in a better place than when where you started with it. And right. th- that's what he could do, right? Like and Mo's a guy that deserves he's put a lot into this. He's played his butt off. He's put his heart into it. Like guys like that deserve to win and deserve a bowl game. You know? Totally agree. So I, I hope they can do it, man. I really do. Yeah, and, I, and so I think uh, you know one of the things your your brother's always said about Frost is whenever he talks about what he's really good at as a coach is he always has the perfect thing to say to the team in a given moment. Like, yeah. and and my guess is he's going to have he's going to concoct a mantra, a a school of thought for this week, and. The good thing is that I think they have a captive group. You know, like they're in gay. I, I really it. I mean, you get you got a chance to go to a bowl game. It's Iowa. I think the stadium's going to be pretty juiced up yeah. on on Friday. So, yeah, if you can't, if that doesn't get your competitive juices going, oh boy. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I I'm 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 excited, and I'm just. I'm just so thankful from the standpoint of like this could like we've been saying there there is a scenario where this game was like a oh my god this is this just get this game that over Mar- with. like even if we lose Iowa this Maryland game just gave us a little bit more just like okay this was bad but it's not as bad as it could have been because mm-hmm. you can understand losses to Iowa and to Wisconsin you can't understand if you lost Purdue Indiana. <laughs> And Maryland. If you yeah. lose those three to those three teams, it's going to be hard to explain anything to anybody ever again. Okay, so uh, you and I were talking. Is it about time to dust off the old the old wine pod? Do we need to do it this uh, week? Do we need to do. I think for for Thanksgiving, yeah, because I'm doing that juice cleanse. So you better get every 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 uh, nasty the, every nasty thing you give can. Give me the toxins because I'm going to get them out of there. A ton of toxins. I want those toxins. I want to get. Loosen. So yeah, that's the plan this week. We'll we'll have some fun for the Thursday pod as everyone's kind of getting in the mood for Thanksgiving, driving mm-hmm. around. Maybe you're going to be driving around uh, on even over the weekend to. Uh, we'll have we'll have a pod for you, and we will drink a bottle of wine, and we will get you ready for the Iowa game, a very meaningful Iowa game, my friend. That feels that feels so good. Hopefully, the it. Ultimate Warriors kicked his influenza B. Uh, he's he's even uh, let out of the kennel and the, and they took the cone off of him and he's ready to he's ready to hit some people. His antibodies are are doing this. They're <laughs> they're pressing to the gods. They're ready to do it. His antibodies tie the strings under the biceps to make him bulge. Oh yes. <laughs> Come on, Ultimate Warrior. We need you. All right. Okay. So until uh, until we are cracking open a bottle of wine, I will see you in a couple of days. We appreciate you listening. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. Okay. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I need you to go ahead and, and give that bad boy a rating. And why don't you throw a review on that thing for me? All right. Absolutely. Helps everyone out. Okay. So that'll do it for a little recap pod action. Be on the lookout for a little wine pod action coming up this week. Bo Robert Rude, I appreciate you, brother. See you Air next five. Air five. Production.